Welcome to another episode of the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode 55. We're here. We're happy. We're having fun this season. Back to that episode count real quick. I took a look at a rival show, the Taco Court Fantasy Football Podcast. And over there, they're somewhere in the low 20s. So, I mean, it's not a competition or anything like that, but we're definitely winning. All right. On the schedule for today, we have a quick week six NFL recap a few waiver wire ads, and our home league recap and preview. First up is those NFL scores. The co-commish, Matt Graham, everybody. What's going on, everybody? Week six is in the books. Let's get into the scores and some statistics you might have missed. First game, Chicago Bears at the Carolina Panthers. Bears take this one 23-16. Nick Foles, 23 completions, 198 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. Teddy Bridgewater, 16 completions, 216 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. Next game, we have the Bengals at the Colts. Bengals losing 31-27. to Joe Burrow, 25 completions, 315 yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception. He did add one rushing touchdown. Joe Mixon, 18 carries for 54 yards and a score. Other side of the ball, Phillip Rivers, 29 of 44, 371 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Trey Burton, four receptions, one touchdown, and added a rushing score from the tight end position. Does not happen that often. Next game we have... Detroit Lions at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lions won this one 34-16. Matthew Stafford completed 19 passes for 223 yards, one touchdown. He also added an interception. DeAndre Swift had a huge day, 14 carries for 116 yards and two scores. Adrian Peterson also got into the end zone. Other side of the ball, Gardner Minshew, 25 completions, 243 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Keelan Cole, six receptions, 143 yards. No score. Still a good game out of him. Next game, we have the Atlanta Falcons. The Dan Quinless Atlanta Falcons taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Um, yeah, all Falcons. They win 40 to 23. Matt Ryan, 30 of 40, 371 yards, four touchdowns. Julio Jones, back off injury, caught eight receptions on 10 targets for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Other side of the ball, Kirk Cousins threw for 343 yards. Three touchdowns, also three three picks. You like that? I do not think that Vikings fans like that. Justin Jefferson, nine receptions and 11 targets for 166 yards and two scores. Next game, Washington football team at the New York Super Giants. New York Super Giants won this one 20 to 19. Kyle Allen, 31 of 42 for 280 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Daniel Jones threw for 112 yards, one touchdown and one pick. Next game, Ravens at the Philadelphia Eagles. The second place Philadelphia Eagles at 1-4-1. Uh, Ravens win this one 30-28. Eagles made a late push, was not enough. Lamar Jackson threw for 186 yards and a touchdown. He also rushed for over 100 yards and a touchdown, getting back to true Lamar Jackson form. Gus Edwards, the running back controversy in Baltimore continues. 14 carries, only 26 yards, but he did get into the end zone. 
Other side of the ball, Carson Wentz threw for 213 yards and two touchdowns. He added over 40 rushing yards and touched on the ground to help boost that floor. Next game, we have the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers win big, 38-7. Big Ben, 162 yards throwing, one touchdown. James Conner, 20 carries, 101 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Claypool caught four passes for 74 yards and no touchdowns. Baker Mayfield was taken out of this game for quote-unquote injury concerns. Yeah, we believe it. Uh, his stats, 10 of 18 for 119 yards, one touchdown, two picks. They are 4-2, and two, and they have won four games, lost two games with really bad quarterback play, so we'll see what they do there. Next game, we have the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. Titans win this one 42-36 in overtime. Huge fantasy day for most of the guys on this team. We'll start with the Titans. Ryan Tannehill, 30 completions for 364 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. Derrick Henry had 22 carries for 212 yards and two touchdowns. A.J. Brown had five receptions for 56 yards and two scores. Other side of the ball, Deshaun Watson, 335 yards passing and four scores. David Johnson had 57 yards rushing and a touchdown. Will Fuller had six receptions for 123 yards and a touchdown. Again, a lot of production out of that game. Makes up for the next one. Denver Broncos at the New England Patriots. Broncos win this one 18-12. Really no notable stats. Both Drew Locke and Cam Newton threw two interceptions and no touchdowns. Uh, yeah, neither of these teams wanted to win this game. The Broncos ended up winning anyway. Next game, talk about stats. We have the New York Jets, zero at the Miami Dolphins, 24. Uh, Dolphins stats, Ryan Fitzpatrick had 18 completions, 191 yards, and three touchdowns. He added two picks. Tua took over late in this game and has been named the starter going forward. We'll see how that goes. Uh, once again, I will remind you that um, we like to maintain integrity in this podcast on just the highest of quality standards. Therefore, we will not be covering any just statistics. They had zero points, so we're really, we're really uh, justified in this decision. Next game, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home facing the Packers. Bucks win 38-10. Tom Brady had a good day, 17 for 27, 166 yards and two touchdowns. Ronald Jones had 23 carries for 113 yards and two touchdowns. And the Gronk man himself, five receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. He seemed to be connecting with Tom Brady. Other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers struggled, only threw for 160 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. Jamal Williams, 34 yards on the ground. And Devontae Adams had 61 yards receiving. Bucks defense really played good ball today. Next game, we have the Los Angeles Rams at the 49ers. Niners take this one 24-16. Garoppolo, 23 completions, 268 yards, and three touchdowns. I think he only had five yards that weren't after the catch. So it uh, doesn't matter how it happened, just matters that it happened. Raheem Mostert added 65 yards on the ground, and Kittle, seven receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Jared Goff, 19 completions for 198 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. And Josh Reynolds was a recipient of that touchdown, receiving twice for 45 yards. Monday night games, we have the Chiefs at the Bills. We have the 4-1 Chiefs at the 4-1 Bills. Chiefs win it 26-17. Chiefs move 5-1, Bills fall 4-2. Uh, Josh Allen and the Bills offense struggled this game. We'll start with them. Josh Allen only had 122 yards throwing, two touchdowns and a pick. Didn't add a whole lot on the ground. Patrick Mahomes, 225 yards throwing, two touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire dominated on the ground. 26 carries for 161 yards. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Lev Bell gets in that lineup next week. Travis Kelsey had five receptions for 65 yards and two touchdowns. In a, just a great display of how much the Cowboys suck, we have the Cardinals winning 38-10 
over the Dallas Cowboys. Huge game for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray only completed nine passes, but it was for 188 yards and two touchdowns. No picks. Kenyon Drake had 164 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns. So the Kenyon Drake that all of the Kenyon Drake troopers were excited about at the beginning of the season peaked his head, only took to week six. Uh, and Christian Kirk, my man Christian Kirk, only had two receptions, but they were for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Good game from him. Flipping over to the other side of the ball, Cowboys. Andy Dalton had 34 completions for 266 yards. One touchdown and two interceptions, not a good day for him. Uh, and Zeke struggled. He had 49 yards rushing, zero touchdowns, and he fumbled twice early on, which turned into Arizona touchdown. So a really rough game for him. Um, that is all the scores for this past week, but I always like to go over my top waiver ad of the week. Uh, and I'm going to go with the tight end, Trey Burton. Um, talked about it earlier in the podcast. He was targeted four times, caught all four passes, had a rushing touchdown as well as a receiving touchdown. And... Look, Frank Reich there as that head coach is going to look at the tight end, especially one that played in the same system that he did over in Philadelphia. So he's got that going for him. Phillip Rivers' arm isn't what he used to be. He likes to look for the tight end. So if we can find a tight end in a Phillip Rivers system, we should be good to go. Plus there's a lot of other injuries to tight end, including Zach Ertz, who will be out for four weeks. So that's my waiver out of the week. Uh, let's get back to the rest of the podcast. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for those scores, Matt. In addition to Trey Burton, I would take a look at J.D. McKissick if you're shorthanded at running back next week. He's rostered in 15% of leagues on Yahoo. The Washington Football Club gets Dallas, and that defense stinks. They're bad. Boston Scott will also get some opportunities as Miles Sanders will be out one to two games. 17% ownership there for Scott. Earlier today, Miami announced that it was two a time. He's owned in 8% of leagues in Yahoo. All right, for the sake of full transparency, last week we recommended Chase Claypool, who had four catches for 74 yards and a rushing touchdown. Kirk Cousins went 343 and three touchdowns, also had three picks. And the big swing and miss came on Alexander Madison, who totaled just 40 yards and one reception. We'll take two out of three. Moving on, we had a monumental week of football. We missed out on Thursday night football, but I actually enjoyed the extra few days to get my rosters in order. This week was what I like to call a COVID-induced mini-bye week for fantasy managers. Thanks, Matt. Recap time. Our first matchup was between the Banana Stand and... Low score in this matchup between my team and Smoothies. I took it 95-68. to Smoothie got 20 from Mahomes, 17 from Brandon Cooks, and nothing else. My underachievers included Cam with 17, the injured Miles Sanders with 13, and Clyde Edwards-Eclair with 20. With the W, I take the series lead at five games to four. Suck it, Smoothie. Next up is Two Girlies, One Cup versus the Tinker Stinkers. Brandon taking on our savior, our alpha, our omega, our defending champion, Wayne Henry. Brandon saw Wayne's 4-1 record and gave him the middle finger as he cruised to a 125-104 victory. Solid output on both sides, but Brandon had Justin Jefferson, who put up 37 points, and that seemed to be the difference there. With the win, Brandon moves to 3-3 this season and Wayne to 4-2. The overall series between these two bitter rivals is four games to two in favor of Brandon. Matchup number three was tanking for Trevor versus Otter Job. Trey needed a win here, but Albert didn't care. He won this one 95 to 84, dropping Trey to one and five and moving to five and one himself. Albert had Rogers put up three, OBJ three, and Chris Godwin seven, but got double digits from every other start on his roster. Really solid there. Trey had 28 from Kyler Murray Monday night but had five players go for less than three points, including two zeros. He had Keelan Cole and Tim Patrick on the bench, and had he started, 
either one of them over John Brown or Mark Ingram, he would have gotten the W. Albert extends his series lead to four games to one over Trey. Next up is Dak That Pass Up taking on Just Here, No Fine. This historic rivalry continued to entertain us. Allen won it 117 to 99, but the best part was that Josh had Kenyon Drake on the bench in favor of Devonta Freeman, Adrian Peterson, and Damian Harris. Had he started Drake for any of those guys, he would have won. He also had Chase Edmonds on the bench, so I don't think he felt like Arizona was handing the job to Chase there. I believe Josh thought Dallas was gonna shut down Arizona's offense. Sorry, Josh. This series is tied up eight to eight. The fifth matchup was between Inglorious Baz Turds and Boner Jams 03. This was Jason taking on Matt. I had Matt winning this matchup. What the fuck happened? Jason started Brian Hill and JD McKissick at running back. Mike Evans scored one point, didn't matter. Watson had 34, AJ Brown had 20, Kittle 22 and Will Fuller 23. Matt had Kelsey, Kirk and a couple room temperature performances, but it just wasn't enough. Jason continues his hot streak and dare I say, he's on fire. That's three in a row. The series is at nine games to five in Jason's favor. In our final matchup, Peeping Tomlinson took on the Vinegar Strokes, our resident underground thong market and female celebrity foot expert, Julian, doing battle with Nate here. Julian won 94 to 70. He had Lamar put up 30 and decent contributions from top to bottom. Well, Nate got 31 from Julio, and that was it. Six of Nate's players posted four points or less, with three of them scoring one. Not great. Julian continues to take Nate's lunch money as he moves to 4-0 lifetime against Nate with the W. Our standings after week six in the Axis of Evil division now have Albert up top at 5-1. Wayne drops to second at 4-2. Brandon and Tony stay in third and fourth, both improving to 3-3. And And Smoothie and Trey remain fifth and sixth, and both drop to 1-5. On the allies' side, Allen creates some separation from Josh as he moves to five and one. Josh is second at four and two. Julian and Jason are third and fourth, both improving to three and three. And best friends Nate and Matt can be seen making out there in fifth and sixth, sitting at two and four. And that's week six. Before we do our week seven preview, let's go ahead and take a quick break to hear that beautiful voice we all know and love one more time. Before we get started in this, you know this thing right here. We are six weeks down with seven weeks to go until our fantasy playoffs. Most leagues run their playoffs from week 14 through 16. If you happen to be in a league that includes week 17, you should demand change. Much like the kicker, there is no place in fantasy football for week 17 championship games. All right. In our first week seven matchup, we have the banana stand taking on the Tinker Stinkers. This is going to be a good matchup looking at the rosters. I've got Cam going against San Francisco. Wayne has Big Ben against the Titans. At receiver, I have Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, and possibly Henry Ruggs. I might flex him. Wayne has Debo Samuel, Kenny Galladay, Keenan Allen, and Darius Slayton. At running back, I have Hilaire, Kareem Hunt, and Antonio Gibson, while Wayne has Mixon and Devin Singletary. Tight end is Hawkinson for me against his Ebron. Both of us have good matchups throughout our lineups. So this one is tough to call. I think I'm taking the Titans, taking down Pittsburgh and Tennessee, which affects a few of Wayne's guys here in this matchup. The Banana Sand gets the win and moves to four and three. Next up, two girlies, one cup, taking on tanking for Trevor. Holy bye week, Trey. He has Jonathan Taylor, Alexander Madison, Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram, and J.K. Dobbins all out week seven. He gets Michael Thomas back, barring any more teammates getting punched in the face. God damn it, I don't know what it is about your face, 
but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. Is there anything I can do to work on that? No, so you not wouldn't... really. It's your face. He's going to have to play the waiver wire for running backs, and it's not going to be pretty. Meanwhile, Brandon is starting a running back quartet of Mike Davis, James Conner, David Johnson, and DeAndre Swift. He has Edelman, Crowder, and Diggs at receiver as well. I like Brandon in this one. Next is Dak That Pass Up versus Boner Jams 03. Josh and Matt squaring off here. Josh gets Mr. Unlimited back after the bye week, and I bet he'll plug Kenyon Drake back in his lineup after week six. That should be enough to take down Matt, who has a nice floor with most of his guys. I just don't like Zeke without that offensive line. Literally everyone is gone, and then without Dak and without any semblance of a defense. So Hollywood Brown's also on bye. Kelsey gets Denver, and Woods gets the Bears. I'm taking Russell. I'm taking Josh. Moving on to Inglorious Bastards. He takes on Peeping Tomlinson here. Jason is upsetting everyone without any running backs. Nothing matters anymore. He lost Saquon early in the year. It's been a great three-game stretch for Jason. I think without Lamar for Julian here, Jason continues his hot streak and moves to four and three. Jason also currently leads the lifetime series between these two foot lovers, three games to two. Second to last matchup is between Otterjob and Albert is projected to outscore Smoothie by 15 to 20 points, and that's without plugging in Alvin Kamara, DK Metcalf, and Darren Waller, who are all coming back from by. He has great depth and is looking like a lock for the playoffs and a run for his first championship in the league. Smoothie gets to add Jacobs, Carson, and Le'Veon Bell. Hippie's feeling crazy. I don't think it'll be enough, though. Albert has a squad this year. Taking Rivera. In our final matchup, we have the Vinegar Strokes versus Just Here. No fine. Like Jason, Nate has no running backs. The results these past few weeks have been very different, though. The difference is an elite tight end and top five quarterback for Jason. Nate lacks both and has yet to hit on a running back. Until that happens, I don't feel great about his situation in this league, especially with the Steelers not really using Juju. Meanwhile, Allen has Josh Allen, Tyreek Hill, Derek Henry, Rojo, Mr. Robbie Anderson, Darrell Henderson, and possibly Melvin Gordon to flex. Give me Allen to move to 6-1. and one. All right, that's the Week 7 preview, folks. Here at the 58 West King Fantasy Football Headquarters, we appreciate the support you've given us, and we value your feedback. If you've not done so already, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. We'll read it, and Matt has guaranteed that he would sing any song recommendations listeners provide there, so we'll keep an eye on that. He claims he can hit any note in any genre. We'll have to see about that. I mentioned the Taco Corp Fantasy Football Podcast in the intro. That show is run by a member of this league, Nate Molinay, a.k.a. The Vinegar Strokes. There you'll be provided with topics ranging from sports betting, family, life, and a recap and preview similar to what we're doing here, but for his league. It's high quality. He's passionate about his topics. It's entertaining. And all of that is evident after you've listened to a couple of his episodes. Please check him out. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and Brandon, week seven is upon us. Get those waiver wire claims in, set your lineups, take your fantasy PEDs, and best of luck to everyone this week except Wayne. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world?